Welcome to the Personal Trainer Daily, episode 10. It's Burge here, and as always, I'm your host. I'm here to answer your pressing questions in a rapid-fire way so that you can make daily bits of progress on your PT career, on your TP? No, it's PT. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm just going to show that sometimes things go wrong. Today's question comes from Dino Walker. Now, Dino's a Spurs fan, but people, I don't want you to hold that against him, okay? We can't all be perfect gooners like me, all right? <laughs> We've had such a weird season, man. But no, anyway, I digress. I digress already. Dino's question actually was a great question. He thought it's a basic one, but I don't think it is. I think it's a very nuanced question. And he asked, do all clients need specific training blocks? And I don't think they do. I think the biggest challenges we face as trainers is keeping clients engaged and interested in the process of training. Of course, most clients there, whether they realize it or not, are there for hypertrophy reasons, muscular adaptation. And if we get down into the nitty gritty of mesos, micros and macros and all these Olympic training cycle terms, sometimes it can be a bit of a turnoff. But the most important thing to take from a programming perspective is to find out what the client values. Sometimes the client doesn't even know what they value. And it's just a ongoing like fact-finding, never-ending cycle of curiosity about how somebody responds to exercise that will define your training blocks. So I'm going to answer Dino's question in a bit more detail here. As always, the question has come as a part of a Facebook live stream I did, in this case on the 11th of August, and it was a great live stream, lots of questions answered. But if you've got a question you want to ask me, send it over to at Burge underscore LTB on Instagram. I'll answer your question on an upcoming podcast and an upcoming personal training daily. But for now, Thank you for listening. Don't forget to review and share the things that you like about this. And I'm going to answer Dino's question for you in three, in two, in one. Off we go. We're, we're told we should have macro cycles and micro cycles and meso cycles and do all the cycles, all of the cycles all of the time and make sure you've got specific training blocks. But in reality, mate, like gen pop clients, like you don't really need to have intricate, specific blocks as such what you need to define really is what's very important to your clients and obviously working on the process of hypertrophy which is what most people are there for they're there for muscle adaptation you don't need to go through specific cycles and blocks in order to elicit hypertrophy but another thing about obviously training with gen pop clients which is my bias my bias is gen pop uh, this is not for the people that train Physique athletes, bodybuilders, performance sport. This is a different thing. Wind your neck in. I can see you getting cross already, you people. This is for gen pop clients. Another thing, of course, is keeping it interesting enough and engaging enough that they enjoy it. So here's where I think you need to spend your time, energy, and efficiency when it comes to programming blocks. What can I do in order to make a client feel more skilled? Home run exercises for us is not running home different thing. Uh, home run exercises for us is people feeling like they're progressing towards being able to do a push-up, uh, a pull-up, to be able to do a squat with a decent amount of weight. So if we define over the course of time what is important to your client, what are the things they thought they could never do, but now they really want to be able to do, but they can and they would love to be able to do it, and you know the sense of internal reward will be so high if we get this right. Like, so many people get such a internal reward high if they can learn how to do a push-up. What we might need to do is phase the regressions and progressions in order to work somebody in a training block towards being able to do a push-up. 
hypertrophy can still happen. Increasing skill can still happen. Increasing competence can still happen. But if we find out, like dig into what clients' needs are and what they want to be able to do and what we might... Be, and, you know, when we ask these questions, a lot of the time clients are, I, I just want to, like, feel great. And I, don't, you know, I want to, like, lose fat. And I don't care about building muscle. I don't want to get too toned. And this kind of stuff. When you start testing out ideas and say, look, this morning we're going to do some straight arm planks and practice some basic push-up progressions. In conversation, what you might find, Dino, you know, is then people come back and say, I've never been able to do a push-up. Okay, cool. Do you want to do one? Like, oh, I can't do that. Do you want me to show you can? And, and on the story goes, right? So that's how we then decide on what a training block might look like. It might then, uh, the key exercise in both personal training sessions during the week, if they're with you twice a week, uh, might be straight arm holds, bent arm holds, um, kneeling press-ups, uh, eccentric lowers, band-resisted press-ups, and just playing around with a training block, nurturing people towards the defined goal of being able to do a push-up. If the goal is largely hypertrophy, like progressive overload until the point whereby you either need to increase intensity or increase volume potentially or play around with things. This is where Greg's programming course in our member site is frighteningly good, frighteningly good for this kind of stuff. But start off real basic. Can we get quick progression? What exercises are important to the client? If they don't have one that's important to them, dig down. There's always one we can find work them towards that and go from there. That is where I'm at with that.